Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today is my co-pilot, Jeff Harding. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I would say I'm overwhelmed, but I'm not overwhelmed, but I'm definitely whelmed. You're whelmed. Not underwhelmed. Not overwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. You're just whelmed. Well, Well, that seems like a pretty good place to be. It is. I mean, the games are coming up. We're getting, we're just getting crazy in the office busy, but you know, I'm not quite overwhelmed yet, but I'm, it could go there anytime. At any moment it could uh, (laughs) shift over, right? And how are you doing, Kyle? I'm doing good. You know, like you said, we're getting busy. We're getting ready for the games, but this is the time of year that we anticipate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, just a lot of details that need to come together, but they seem to be falling into place and we are very excited about the games coming. It's going to be a great year. Yeah. Speaking about exciting things, Jeff, does the date Monday, September 23rd mean anything at all to you? It's a week after my brother's birthday, so not really. So it doesn't (laughs) ring any bells. September 23rd. It's not your wedding anniversary. Not mine, no. Is okay, it yours? I'm not fishing for that. I just thought no, I would mine, Mine's in March, so I it's know that. It's not mine either, no. It's actually, Jeff, it's the autumnal equinox. Oh, the Well, yeah. Like, of course you should have known that, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, it is actually the autumnal e- equinox. I'm not kidding about that. But the fact that you didn't know it is not that big of a deal. Well, see, It's but, the first day of autumn, though. I, I should have known that because I was married on March 20th, which is the first day of spring. So ah, I should have so, known. Well, yeah. you, you, might have, you might have put those together, although that's a little bit of a stretch to me, well, astronomically. Six months apart, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's the first day of autumn, and uh, it actually happens to also be the uh, the day that we celebrate or commemorate not celebrate we commemorate Fall Prevention Day because it's the first day of fall fall you you get it right I picked right up on yeah, that yeah fun, fun little play on words there so in honor of that Fall Prevention Day on Monday September twenty third which is coming right up I want to talk just a little bit about falls particularly in the senior population probably how to avoid them well i want to talk about that as well but i want to share some statistics first and frankly jeff some of these statistics are kind of sobering yeah they are yeah a little bit a little bit overwhelming so let me share just a couple of things then i do want to talk about how to avoid falls number one listen to this an older adult falls every second of every day in the united states well that person spends a lot of time getting back up don't they and quickly yes. and quickly. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. I, I, I got you, Kyle. I got you. Okay. I just want to make sure we're understanding each other. Yeah. It's not uh, the same person falling, but it's an individual is falling every second of every day. Okay. When it comes right down to it, falls really affect all of us, whether it's us personally that's fallen down or someone that we know and love oh, yeah. and care about. It's, it's a big sure. deal. They found that uh, one in four older adults report a fall uh, in, in any given year. Uh, even though they estimate that falls are going to be much higher than that because not everyone reports no. a fall, right? No. Nope. But one in four is pretty high. That is. That's a lot of people. They found that more than 27,000 older adults died as the result of a fall. That's pretty sad. Which is 74 older adults every single day that are passing away because mm-hmm. of a fall. Among older Americans, falls are the number one cause of death from injury and it's also the number one cause of just injuries, period, right. in older adults, older Americans. So, you know, a lot going on there in the fall area. And unfortunately, and this makes a lot of sense, but unfortunately, falls increase with age. Yes, they do. So percentages of uh, older adults who reported a fall 
Uh, 27% of 65 to 74-year-olds reported a fall, but 30% of the 75 to 84-year-old group reported a fall. And then that goes up to 37% of 85-plus adults are reporting a fall in a year. So kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Something that does, uh, like I said, affect all of us. But the thing is, is the falls don't have to be just a normal part of getting older. There are some things that we can do that can help prevent. And some of them are really quite simple. So I want to talk about those things. Let's do it. Uh, Number one, they recommend that you just speak up. And in other words, you need to talk openly with your doctor about fall risks as well as prevention of the falls. You should tell your doctor right away if you have fallen or if you're afraid that you might fall. If you feel unsteady, let your doctor know about that. You want to work together with your doctor to review all of your medications and discuss any side effects like feeling dizzy or sleepy that can lead to a fall. And then also see if taking a vitamin D supplement for improved bone, muscle, and nerve health might be right for you. So uh, get with your doctor. That's that's one of the first things that you can do. Yeah, and don't be afraid to talk to him. Don't be afraid to talk to the doctor. Number two is keep moving. Activities that strengthen your legs and help you balance like Tai Chi or yoga can help you prevent falls. Number three is check your eyes. Have your vision checked at least once a year and update your glasses as needed. If you're having a hard time seeing, it makes it very mm-hmm. easy to trip over things, to not see yeah. the extension cord or, you know, that... that uh, brick or rock that's there or whatever it happens to be. Misjudge a step. So that's a serious thing. And then other things you can do, make your home safe. Most falls do actually happen at home. You want to keep your floors clutter free. You want to either remove small rugs or make sure that they're taped down or secured in some way. Add grab bars in the bathroom. Or even um, down the hallway if you're going to step in the hallway. In the hallway or stairways. All those are places where you want to have grab bars, things to hold on to. And then also make sure that your home has plenty of light because mm-hmm. that makes it easier to see. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up that I think is really relevant and important, uh, Dr. Becca Georgre, um is a physical therapist, and she's specifically been studying falls and senior athletes for the past number of years. In fact, just a few months ago, we had a chance to be with her out in New Mexico yep. at the National Senior Games. And she's, uh, again, been studying this for a while. She's found some really interesting things that I think are worth noting, uh, not the least of which is she says senior athletes demonstrate a considerably lower incidence of falls than their community-dwelling counterparts, which she says supports previous findings that they maintain better overall balance. So senior athletes, generally speaking, maintain better overall balance. Right. Uh, She says recent investigation into the impact of higher intensity physical activity supports the premise that exercise can improve higher level balance abilities and may very well explain the low incidence of falls among senior athletes, particularly. But she doesn't say she says that it doesn't immune senior athletes from falls. Falls still happen. So she goes on to say that while this population does prove to have superior balance, they can still benefit from regular balance and fall risk screenings, as well as the impact and uh, cost of uh, keeping in mind that the impact and cost of one fall could result in loss of participation uh, in the sport that they love. It could also result in hospitaliz- hospitalization, just like it could for any other group. Uh, she says, in fact, these higher functioning seniors, meaning the senior athletes, may take higher risks in their day to day lives and thus risk falling. Uh, performing those high-level activities. So we still want to be careful, even if we're senior athletes. But that's really pretty big news, Jeff. If you're a senior athlete 
your chances of falling are greatly diminished, which makes a lot of sense. But it's worth repeating in that context that that might be one more reason to consider signing up for the Huntsman World Senior Games or for another senior sporting event because it does overall strengthen those legs, allow for better balance, and hopefully, ideally, reduce the risk of fall in your life. So get off the couch and do it. That's what it's all about, right? It is. Speaking of senior athletes, Jeff, today our guest is a longtime senior athlete at the Huntsman World Senior Games. In fact, she has competed 13 times at the Games. She's a cyclist. She's had a lot of success, not only at the Games, but in other areas of cycling as well. Her name is Donna Engel. And Donna, we're excited to welcome you to the show today. Hi, thank you for welcoming me. I'm glad to be here. So, Donna, you've competed at the Huntsman World Senior Games for 13 years. Right. That's awesome. That is. It is. So, it's, so it's tell me. Of, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you going to Well, ask? I was going to say, tell me a little bit about how you got into uh, cycling in the first place, which led to your participation in the Huntsman World Senior Games. I, um, well, when I was little, we didn't have a lot of money, and uh, my older sister had a bike. So I learned, taught myself how to ride her bicycle and had to use it whenever she wasn't on it. And then for my birthday, my dad had a Montgomery Wards who lived in the country. A big Montgomery Wards semi-truck came in front of our house. And I had no idea what was going on. And they pulled off a brand new turquoise Montgomery Ward bike. Oh, I bet that was I special. I bet I it cried. was. Yes, I cried. <laughs> And from then on, I blame my cycling on him because I've always loved cycling. And then uh, my husband and I had been married 26 years. When we were newlyweds, I had an old, my mother's old bike, and he took me to a very steep Red Rock Canyon, kind of like your snow canyon in St. George. The Red Rock Canyon and of is, course, in, is in Denver, Yeah, right? Yeah, it's actually in Las Vegas. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It's a very, very difficult ride, and you can hardly pedal my bike. And he traded me, let me ride his new trek, which was awesome. <laughs> and a week, week later, he bought me a new bike. And since then, we did we did centuries and a double century and just loved riding the bikes. And then a friend suggested the Nevada Senior Games and the Huntsman. And we said, well, you know, I'm game. Why not try it? And we did. We came and we did the Huntsman. And the athletes and the people, the volunteers and the people working, it was just totally awesome. And we just loved it. So we've been coming back every year. We also we participated in the triathlon also. That, that's wonderful. So, we're, we're so glad that you've had a great experience, that you've enjoyed it, that it's been good enough that you wanted to come back. I want to back up a little bit in your story. You talked about okay. getting a bike when you were a, a young child as a little girl and then just kind of carrying that love with you throughout the rest of either the, you know, throughout your life and what, what will be the right. rest of your life. I'm certain. Um, right. You talked about century rides for people who are not familiar with that. Talk a little bit about what that's, what that means and uh, how you prepare for a century ride. Well, the century ride is a hundred miles. A double century is like 200 miles. We did the Desperado dual double century in uh, Penguin, Utah. And we did the St. George. In fact, St. George has your, century coming up i think the end of october i think we're thinking about doing that again i think you're right you ride yeah and you have you have to train you have to get in shape and you have to eat when you do i found that out real quick that (laughs) if you try to just ride and if you don't stop and eat and drink you're not going to make it it's um it's they're they're hard 
You have they to, are a lot of fun. You have to refuel the machine for sure. There's no you question do. about you that. Do. And, and I just, you have to prepare. I just want to emphasize, you, you kind of passed over this because um, of your your humble modesty, but you're riding a bike for 100 miles. 100 right. miles. Or 200. And, and, and in your case, yeah, or as, you 200. Did, as you did the double yeah. century, that's 200 miles. Now, Sometimes we throw numbers around and, and there's, uh, you know, there's no reference point. And so it's hard to, to think about that. But just think about the last time you got in your car and you drove 100 miles, which we don't do every day. No, we don't. No. And, you know, think about the distance between, you know, a city from where you're at and that city that is 100 miles away. And then think about not getting in a car, but getting on a bicycle and riding that for 100 miles. That is impressive, Donna. And then when you double yeah. that... That makes it even more impressive, which is uh, which is pretty incredible. And I, I think you you really hit a very important point there, and that is that you have to prepare for that. And then during the event itself, you have to take care of fueling your body with energy so you can keep going. You do, you do. You find out real, real on the double century. I we were, I think we had probably fifty miles left, and I was just done. I thought I can't do this. Stopped at a rest stop, and my husband said, you have to eat. And it's like, I was, my stomach was upset. I can't eat. And he says, eat something. And I thought, well, I'll eat one grape. So I took <laughs> one grape out of this lady's bowl. I ate the entire bowl of grapes. <laughs> and, and then I got on my bike, and the last 50 miles just flew. I you mean, felt I just, just fine. I, yeah, those grapes energized me and got me going. So I found out then you have to eat, even if you don't feel like it. So how long are you in the saddle for a, uh, a double a double century? Um, you you we have a lot of saddles in our garage. In fact, we could open a shop with our bike saddles. <laughs> We've tried them all, and you, you find the one that works the best for you. But and how, that too, you have you have to spend time on that saddle before you ever get on it and try to go that long on it. You have to get used to it. How long does it take to do so, a double century? It took us. We started in the morning, and I think we finished about ten at night. It was wow. It was dark. It was dark when we finished. We had lights on our bikes. Wow, that's amazing, long, Donna. To me, that's just that's, that's an incredible feat. And congratulations on that. And I, I know yeah. you've done multiple centuries, and uh, that's something that you enjoy doing. I, I just, to me, that's amazing. I, for me to think getting on a bike and riding a hundred miles. Is is certainly beyond what I'm prepared for right now. I I, uh, I just admire that and think that's amazing. Yeah. You're listening. Well, you're yeah. listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're talking with Donna Engel, who is a cyclist at the Huntsman World Senior Games. She's not only a cyclist at the games, but she's been a competitive cyclist in a, a variety of different uh, events, and she's also done some century rides. Which really, t- t- tell me if this is true. I, I found that for the most part, the century rides aren't necessarily competitive in the sense of a race they're more about personal achievement or or is is that not true no that is true that is true you're not doing it you're doing it to finish it yeah and and you're doing you you might compete against your old time or you might want to do it a little bit faster a little bit better than you did before but it's not like um when you're doing the race like at the huntsman when i come to do that i'm training i want to do a certain speed i use a power meter so I'm going to watch my watch. I'm going to do my, like, Snow Canyon Hill Climb. I know that I want to get that done in a certain amount of time and a certain watch. And that's what I'm training for now is to do that. So it is totally different. 
definitely a difference between a ride and a race. Now, yeah. I, I do want to get into your experience at the Huntsman World Senior Games in just a moment, but you've you've also okay. competed in other events. Um, you right. mentioned the Nevada Senior Games in particular. Aside from the Nevada Games and the Huntsman World Senior Games, are there other races that you've competed in? There, there are. We did, um, well, I did um, USA Cycling. We've done several of their races. We did Tucson Classic in the beginning of the year. I went to the Masters, they have Masters Nationals, and I did that. I won the time trial and the road race in that, which is really an honor to do. And then at the Huntsman last year, I qualified to go to Masters National Senior Games, and that was in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was in June of this year. And I got three gold medals and one silver medal, but I set some national records in that, which is really amazing. And it was fun. And I, I used the Huntsman. You have to qualify. You can't just sign up and go right. do those, those races. So the Huntsman was my qualifying to be able to do that in June. That's amazing. We have a lot of our athletes that come to the Huntsman World Senior Games and use that as a qualifier for the National Senior Games. Of course, we are a member of the National Senior Games Association, and that is how and why we get to act as a qualifier. And Don is just a great example of someone who took advantage of the opportunity to come to the event here in St. George, Utah, and then took it on to the the uh, the, the qualifying opportunity at the National Senior Games, and then had success there too, Donna. Congratulations. Three gold medals Thanks. and a silver, yeah. and, and a couple of national records. Uh, tell me, what does that feel like? You... You cross the finish line. You have to know that you've done well. You find out that you just set a national record. Talk about the feelings that you feel at that moment. Oh, it's exciting. And sometimes I look and I think, how did I do that? Because, I mean, I train very hard. I spend every day I'm on my bicycle training. And uh, I run and, so I'm, and I swim some. But I'm constantly training, training, training. But then when it actually happens, you look back and say, how did I manage to pull this off? You know, <laughs> even my training, I did something right. You know, I did something right to be able to do it. It was awesome. It was pretty cool. Well, I'll say you've done something right. So, that is amazing. Just absolutely also, incredible. Yeah, I also work, you know, the Huntsman has their record. And the good thing about the Huntsman is that they have the same courses. They have had Snow Canyon Hill Climb for, I don't know, 30 plus years. Right. The same course. So... I, I hold, I have the women's uh, fastest time of all the women, not just my age group, up Snow Canyon. So that, that is, that is really amazing to me. And then your time trial and your road race too, you have the same courses. And I love that because then I'm competing against records, you know, that other people have said, I want right. to, I want to set new records. Kyle, and, remind me not to race Donna up Snow Canyon, okay? <laughs> Unless you're in a car. Yeah. Maybe in a car. I might do it in a car. Yeah. They should probably still beat me. <laughs> I know yeah. some of our listeners will not be familiar with the Snow Canyon area. That is the course that we've used for, you know, basically since we started uh, doing right. cycling at the Huntsman World Senior Games. But I can attest, I, I live right close to Snow Canyon. We spend a lot of time there, you know, driving up and down and enjoying the incredibly beautiful scenery. Uh, I have never ridden a bike up Snow Canyon, but I have actually ran up Snow Canyon before. And I'm just going to tell you, if you're not familiar with the area, it's a pretty demanding hill to climb. It is. It is. I love, And it's beautiful. It is so gorgeous. I mean, I just, I love it. And the sun comes up in the morning when you're waiting to start your race. And I just love the area. 
Something so pretty special. You're like, yep, you're lucky to live there. Now, you mentioned that you've competed at the Huntsman World Senior Games multiple times, 13 times, in fact. Right. I'm wondering if you can think back to that first year. Your first year, you've heard about it. You competed at the, the Nevada Senior Games. You thought, hey, I'm going to give this one up in St. George a try. What were some of the the experiences or memories that you had about that first time competing at the Huntsman World Senior Games? Well, I had never raced before, so I had a lot to learn. Okay, you do a criterion. I didn't really understand the criterion. So in the criterion, I understood that if you, they rang the bell, you do a final lap and you go as hard as you can. But they also give out, they call them prims, which is a prize that you can race to win. But I didn't realize that. So I ride my bike past with a group of people, women, and they ring the bell. So it's like, okay, go as hard as you can because this is the last <laughs> lap you're going to win this race. I went as hard as I could. And when I passed the announcer stand, he says, we have Donna Engel, and she just won her packet of energy gel. And my, <laughs> husband, my husband's standing on the sideline, and he yells, Donna, you don't even like energy gel. <laughs> uh, so so I, used, I used every bit of my energy to to, uh, to win the win energy gel, energy. but unfortunately yeah, not yeah, the race. And, yeah, and then all the other women, of course, caught back up to me, and, and then we finished the race, and then <laughs> rang the bell again, and I listened to where he said last lap. And yeah. Said, okay, this is really it. I did that, and then on the um, the time trial, you had, a, it was a different course, but we had a U-turn, and I came into that corner, and I was going 20-plus miles an oh, hour. Oh, boy. Oh, I no. could. Yep. Slammed, locked up my back brake, slid you know, the tire went out. I landed, you know, between the cones. And, of course, all the people and volunteers and the officials down there come running to help me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine. <laughs> my knee's bloody. I put the chain back on my bike, jumped on my bike, and took off as fast as I could. Yeah. And I still managed to win wow. to win uh, the time trial. But, yeah, I learned a lot that first <laughs> year. And, yeah, you really learn. The people are great. I mean, the other racers are there to help you. They help each other. We're, we're competitive, but we love each other, and we're there. We always got each other's back for everything. Mm -hmm. so. That's one of the consistent themes that we hear over and over at the games. People come for the competition, and the competition is certainly there. Uh, they enjoy that aspect of it, but there's also such a, a feeling of camaraderie and friendship and support. Sure. There, uh, we just is. we just hear that over and over, and I'm glad that you've been able to experience that, Donna. We've only got about one minute left uh, to visit with you. I'm wondering if you set any goals for yourself for this upcoming event that's just uh, a few weeks away. Well, my goal is to do my very best. I've got certain wattage that I want to do, like going up uh, Snow Canyon. I've been working on it. I hold the record for the hill climb for the 60 to 64 and then 65 to 69 year old women. So I would love to break my old record, but sometimes it's not just my own training. Sometimes you have to have, like if it's got a strong headwind going down right. that canyon, it's not going to happen. So that, that's my goal is I'd like to break my records that I hold and do better yet. You know? Wow. And then, impressive. But, that's yeah. an impressive goal. Yeah. No, Looking that, forward to seeing all my friends, though, too. That sounds fantastic. And we wish you nothing but the very best of luck as you strive for that goal, breaking your own record. But uh, but we wish you the best. Okay, thank you. Can't, can't wait to see you in October. Me neither. I can't wait to come. Wonderful. Well, we'll look for you. We'll, we'll look for you then uh, out on the cycling courses. All right. Thank you. So, Jeff, 
Yes, Kyle. As you know, and as we know, we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, registration is closed. Yes, it is. But it's worth noting that it's not too late to be a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games. Absolutely not. You can sign up to be one of the more than 3,000 volunteers who help us pull off the games. Really, the all-stars of the games. They are. Uh, It's very easy to register as a volunteer. All you got to do is visit SeniorGames.net and click on the Volunteer tab. There's a ton of volunteer opportunities that include both helping with the sports as well as helping in non-sport areas. There's tons of health benefits to volunteering, as we've talked about on the show before. And we can really use your help. So hit up SeniorGames.net and register to volunteer today. I don't think you'll regret it. I think people will really enjoy it. Most people are very happy they've done it. Also, I'm going to put in a quick plug for our opening ceremonies. It takes place at Trailblazer Stadium at Dixie State University. It's on Tuesday, October 8th. The gates open at 6 p.m. and the show starts at 7. And Jeff, what a great show. You will definitely be entertained. We have singing. We have dancing. We've got a motivational speech that will be delivered by three-time Olympic gold medalist Leah Amico. Don't forget the fireworks at the end. It's just an amazing show. Bring your friends. Bring your family. You can get more information at SeniorGames.net. But again, it takes place on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock at Trailblazer Stadium. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. And, of course, you can subscribe to our podcast pretty much anywhere that podcasts are found. Jeff, our inspirational thought for the day. You ready? I'm ready. Don't limit your challenges. Challenge your limits. There you go. Until next Thursday, stay active. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.